Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, let me know if I'm coming through 5 by 5 please. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we've got some important information for you. We're connecting dots with old information and actually introducing some new stuff. It's absolutely amazing what's going on. I'm just wondering, okay, good, guys, can get me, that's terrific. I'm wondering how many of you have bothered to go into the sustainable developmental goals from the UN. We've touched on it here a little bit. Tonight I wanted to go through one of the other ones here, and I'm just going to kind of give you an overview and why I pull this up. Let me just remind you, after you hear this, you're going to wonder about, do I really need to have storable food? I think we're going to put that uh, question to bed tonight. Absolutely, you must. And we can help you with that. Preparewithdave.com is where you go. And like I said, we try to offer things to you guys that uh, we think, we hope you don't need, but we're afraid that you might. And so we try to um, accommodate you. And it looks like my page went away. Okay, well, we'll still deal with this here. Let me pull up the sustainable development goal right here. Okay, here we go. And the one I want to start with here, um, Ellen, let me give you the address again. Preparewithdave.com is where you go for that. It's sustainable developmental goal number two. And we've touched on it a little bit before. But let me tell you what the strategy is here. They go through and they rehash old numbers. And, and I look at this, this is a little disingenuous. And in rehashing these numbers, they go through like, gee, we just found out we had this problem. No, 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 no. World hunger has been a problem for a long, long time. Back when I was a kid, I remember seeing ads on TV about world hunger. Don't waste your food. And listen, that was a long time ago. So they go through here and they say, the number of people facing hunger and food insecurity has been rising since 2015. With the pandemic, conflict, climate change, and growing inequalities exacerbating the situation. Okay, and they say facing chronic hunger is equivalent to about 735 million people on the planet. Okay, so pretty healthy chunk of the planet here. And then they go through and they talk about the related factors and they got nice little charts and all this stuff. And they say, basically, we have a $10 trillion problem. Yeah. And, and then they really try to pull at your heartstrings here. Children and women, da, 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 da. it's worse for them than for men. 
Okay, I, I have no way of knowing if this is true, but I'm just giving you what they're telling you. So it's build up, build up, build up, crisis, crisis, crisis. Now we have the answer. Okay, the first thing they want to do, um, and let me get back to my regular screen here, excuse me, as I pull this up, because I wanted to read to you directly from some of the things they were saying. Okay, what, what they're looking at doing here is... Um, Putting the crisis in your mind. It's funny how they weren't worried about it 10 years ago. But they put the crisis in your mind, say, we have the answer. And one of their answers is to quit farming. Do you understand what I'm telling you? They want you to quit farming. Now, if you've been following, have you seen what's happened in the Netherlands? Even though the people basically shut the country down, they had tractors in the roads, blocking everything, the government couldn't control them, they're still taking away their food. The farms are being taken. Cows are being slaughtered. They want all cows, all chickens gone. Do you hear what I'm telling you? You guys think this is all hyperbole on the part of YouTubers trying to get views with sensational headlines? That's not true. When these people tell you they want all cows gone, they're serious. Now, here's what they say. I'm trying to, I want to choose my words carefully because I don't want to be condescending. I want to be professional. But I'm open for data on climate change. I'm open that you're showing me how what you're doing with farming is going to help the climate change problem. Then why is it that it has to be done by 2030? My big question is, forget whether or not what they're saying is true, accurate, inaccurate. That's aside for a second. I want to know, and I want to see clear and irrefutable proof. If it's not by, done by 2030, it's going to be too late. Woe is me, says the human race. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be over. Why aren't we hearing this? And, and why is it that you can't have meat? Well, wait a minute. They're going to manufacture food. Well, hold on a second. Excuse me. Let's assume that cows fart too much and it's messing up the environment. Okay? Let's assume the act of using nitrates is messing up the air. Let's assume this is all true. Then tell me how a manufacturing plant in Chicago that can make lab meat is somehow less intrusive on the environment. I'm not saying what they're saying isn't right. I just want the, I want these basic questions answered. And if we have a global problem, then why is it all nations of the world are not going to tell India and China, we're not trading with you until you conform to these standards? We have a global crisis. Why do you, China, get to set your own path? Why are you building a coal plant per week and we're shutting ours down in America at great expense to our people? If it's a crisis for one, it should be a crisis for everybody. And I'm not negating the claims, but I would like to see some clear data. Why 2030? Uh, I'd like to see the models they're using. I never see them. And if you guys see them, send them to me. I have written for these packages to be sent to me from the United Nations, and I've yet to get them because they say, well, you can write for more information. I've done that, and I, I want to examine the data. Now, remember, 
if I have things I do well in my life, we all have our expertise. Research is one of them. And if you haven't heard me say this before, and if you have, I apologize, but uh, I used to teach research strategies to graduate students doing their dissertations. We used medical modeling as our role model. You're probably thinking, you must have a heart attack today. Yeah, things have changed. I want to know, where's the data for all of these programs? How is what you're planning to do going to help these people? Are they saying they can manufacture more lab meat than we can make cow meat and then distribute it? And I've looked for that answer, and I can't find it. I'm not challenging any authority here. I'm just saying I'm, I'm baffled and confused. And how can I make individual corrections in my own life if I'm not sure exactly what the research tells us? Now, I was driving into Denver not too long ago on I-76, and I got to the point where I could see the mountains, which is usually just a beautiful scene, and I couldn't see a damn thing. And I said, that air is horrible, and I want it cleaned up. And people say, well, what do you think, Dave? I'm saying, I think we should be not spending $1.2 trillion on BS that never went to infrastructure, even though we called it that. We should be spending that on developing the technology and cutting down the cost of uh, electric car batteries. Do you know electric cars now, they're being refused insurance in some areas because the batteries are too volatile? I'd like to solve that problem. I would drive an electric car if I had the range, if I had the convenience of finding a port, just like I do a gas station. I would do that. But they got to clean it up, and they should be putting money into it. Why aren't they doing that? Doesn't the air we breathe and have it clean, does that not matter in these models? Because the Denver air was horrible that day. I go, can you believe we're going to breathe this crap here pretty quick? So that's the first thing. Now, let me tell you what they want to replace it with. They want absolutely no farming. The sustainable developmental people want no farming, none. We're seeing the uh, introduction of this in Ireland. We've seen it's devastated uh, the Netherlands. Um, Panamanians, people, they, they can't farm properly because of the Chinese pollution and devastation of their land by all these mines that their government let China bring into Panama. And and lady sent me pictures today of her supermarket, the largest one by her home. And empty shelf after empty shelf. I'm going to show those tomorrow uh, on the channel, not in a live stream, because I can pull that up and actually show you the pictures. But they want to manufacture the lab meat. But wait a minute. Lab meat takes energy. It'll take some form of energy. Wind power ain't going to get it done. Solar might, depending on where you're at. So how are they going to handle the manufacturing of all this lab meat? And here's the other problem I see. And, and I'm thinking like a planner. Now, you remember, my first degree, undergraduate degree, I had two of them, but my first undergraduate degree was sociology. I learned a lot about urban planning. 
I learned about these models, about how cities are set up. I understand the 15-minute city concept because they're building it based on the old model called the concentric zone. Inner circle is this. The outer circles as you go is this. The rich people live on the outside. The poor people in the high industry are on the inside. That's concentric model. That's 15-minute city model. That's actually absolutely what they're doing. So I get that. But I don't get this other stuff. So $10 trillion is what they're saying this is going to take to mitigate the food problem. And they're also saying this, too, and there's now stuff out there. You eat the meat, you eat the dairy, you're going to get diabetes. That's BS. All things in moderation. Eggs don't have a bearing on diabetes. I know because I beat it. I know what I can eat. Eggs have no bearing. That was a bold-faced lie in the, in the sustainable developmental goals. They had no research to back it up. There was no footnote. There was no parentheses where you could go look at the research or reference page and find it. There was nothing. There is nothing that says that reality that eggs can't be consumed and not cause a health problem. Too much meat? Yeah. And especially now, what they should worry about is the shit, excuse me, the stuff they're putting into stores, the processed stuff, the fructose, yeah, syrup, all that. That's what's killing people. That's what's killing people. But this article came out and says, we're going to go to artificial food because the bad the, this food is bad for the environment and will kill you. Okay, we can argue and debate and look at the research on the environment. As far as the health effects they listed, they didn't document a darn thing. They didn't document anything. And this isn't anybody from the United States saying this. These are the SSGs that I'm afraid we're going to bring in. And I'm afraid it'll be what will consist of when we're herded into these smart cities. That's what really concerns me here. And you got to remember, I taught this stuff at a fairly high level about research and research methodology. And for you to develop causality, and I'm going to give you a quick uh, reference to stats and research methodology so you can understand. What's causing the weather to warm up and thus affect climate patterns and affect growing seasons? But wait a minute, they don't want farming. So why should we even be concerned about growing seasons? Do you see what I'm saying? On one hand, I get the UN saying climate change comes from too much CO2 and the blah, 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 with this and that. Okay, show me your models, but I'll take your word for it for the sake of argument. And then I'm saying, but wait a minute. And then they're saying you can't eat this stuff because it's bad for you. Okay, now we'll say this. You eat Iowa corn. It's great. I love it. But if you're diabetic, no, you shouldn't be eating that. That's the wrong thing to eat. Too much starch. Oh, trust me. When I was approaching the diabetic level, I said, oh, no, 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 not for me. I'm going to die with all my limbs. And so I researched the hell out of this. And really the thing, you know, what I found best besides modifying my diet some was lifting weights to exhaustion. And it doesn't mean you have to lift ton of weights. It's whatever is exhaustion for you. So maybe you go 8, 10, 12 reps, whatever you're doing. And do your compound lifts. That's like bench press, military, pull-downs, lap pulls, uh, squats. And if you can't do squats, there's modifying things you can do. But if you do the compound lifts and you go to, I don't think I can get two more reps in, three more reps in, good, you stop. That's what kills diabetes because it kills the glucose in your system. It's not this food. (laughs) I mean, this is something 
I don't have a degree in nutrition, but I very well could probably qualify for one now because of all the reading I did because it was for survival. Um, when you're diabetic, you shouldn't have orange juice. Orange juice is a good food for you unless you're diabetic. Okay? Look at what I'm having here. I'm having a... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time so did i don't have them very often okay but occasionally i do treat myself i have a beer even less often i mean i could go six months without touching any alcohol and you're not supposed to have that if you're diabetic but the stuff they were saying about causality now let me talk about how you determine causality you have to look at a set of variables. Let's say you have 15 variables that could lead to a health condition. You have to test each one independently of the others. And then you get a rank order of greatest effect. A lot of times it's a correlation. So greatest relationship to the least relationship. And then sometimes it's not just what you eat. It's what you eat in combination with something else that you eat. So maybe item number one isn't that bad, but when you combine it with item number three, whoa, boy, we get a little spike there in the blood sugar because it has a combination effect. This is how you start doing research to do this. And I have to tell you, when they made these statements about diabetes that I know a lot about, I'm saying you guys are out in left field. 
because it conflicts with the seat. Listen, NIH. I went to NIH and looked at almost everything that they printed in the last two years. I went to the CDC and I looked at that. And then the UN is writing this. And you know what? It wasn't even medical. They didn't have Dr. So-and-so said. It's just what they stated in their position paper. And what I'm demanding here is anything that we make people do, you have better have a damn good reason to do it. Okay, so that's the first thing I would say, okay, is their health information. The other thing to say is they don't tell us anything about the lab meat they want to do. Now, this isn't from the environmentalists, the green movement. It was people in the U.N. saying, well, we're going to manufacture is better for you than what you're eating off the farm. That was their whole premise. They didn't prove it. Not in this literature, not anything I could find. And I did the research. Now, maybe they're right. You, know, you can have a hypothesis, but then you got to go out and test it. I hope I'm making sense to you, and I don't want to bore you with research protocols, but I know what I should have seen, and I know what I didn't see. Now, on some of the climate change models, we can argue and we can nitpick and say, should it be a 100-year cycle? Should it be a 10-year cycle? What's the difference between the two? And if you remove this element, what does your model tell you in the 100-year, 500-year? Um, you can get into those kind of academic discussions. But to say that we shouldn't do anything to improve the environment, I think, is ignorant. To do things like kill all the chickens, <laughs> I got a problem with that until you can show me the data where you've drawn models and say this works, and this is how it works, and this is the time frame it works in. And I want to know about this lab meat they're, they're making. They're saying you won't have to eat. You'll have meat. Oh, you'll get meat. It'll be meat that'll be manufactured. But wait a minute. Hold on. Don't you have to manufacture in a factory that you've constructed with things that aren't necessarily carbon neutral? And then don't you have to ship it? Because one time when I used to work, <laughs> this is a true story. My first job out of college, I was an MC at a comedy club. Don't ask me how. I just fell into it. It's a long story. And I did this while I was working on getting my teaching credential. And so I'd come in, I'd introduce the acts, and yes, I had to audition and all this stuff. And I got to meet people like Richard Pryor and Sam Kennison, and you probably recognize those names from the old comedy set. And I remember Sam Kennison one time, he was talking about world hunger. And he had one of the funniest lines I ever heard. He said, yeah, they talk about world hunger. Guys, this is in the late 70s, okay? All right? He said, and where is the world hunger at? It's where there aren't any roads. He said, if you want food, you got to live where they grow it. And he went on to this whole comedy routine. But his point is well taken for this discussion. You have people that live remote on this planet that have trouble with malnutrition. I don't debate those statistics. The stats the UN was quoting, I think, are probably accurate. Although they didn't cite who did the research. They just said, here it is. Trust us. But I think they're probably right. But the problem is, is now you've got to find a way to transport that sometimes as much as, what, 800 miles? Well, that doesn't really exactly help the climate now, does it? Do, do you see my point? Do you see my point? Um, I think we've got some good things coming out of the green movement. There are some things I look at and say, okay, I understand that. 
And then we got some things that I, I'm not convinced because I haven't seen the research. And then we got some things like the UN said regarding causation of diabetes, and it is not supported by the medical literature within this country. Not that I've seen. And I'm someone today, you know, I'm, I'm what, in the mid-400s on my A1C, okay? So that's pretty healthy. I, and I work out regularly, and, um, you know, my VO2 max could be a little better, but it ain't bad. But you know what? It ain't tied to what they're saying it's tied to. And that's why I'm saying we need the research. Um, that's what I wanted to come on here and talk about, but there's more. There's more. They want you to also eat plants and aquatics. That was really stressed in what I read. Well, you know what? A vegan diet is healthy to a point. A salad is better for your heart than a steak over the long haul. Not for an individual meal, not for a month, probably not even for six months. But in the long haul, the research does support that statement. But if all you are is vegan, you're going to have brittle bones. Where's your protein and calcium going to come from? Well, you can get it naturally. But the stuff tastes like sewer water, and I'm using a term I can get away with here. And trust me, you don't want to go down this route. People who've gone vegan, I mean, invariably, they go long enough. If they do anything physical or athletic, they are going to have more breakdowns because of the protein question. And we have lots of research on this out of sports medicine, a lot of research. And guys, this is my business. When I was a college basketball coach, I had to know this stuff so I could communicate effectively with our team doctor, with our trainers. I had to speak their language. I had to know what research they're referring to. I know what the hell I'm talking about here. And I don't want a diet of pure aquatics and plants. And you know what? I like a salad. I have no problem with a salad. But where are you going to grow it? And again, how are you going to distribute it? Okay, so that's another thing. Okay, now, do I support doing research to find a more healthy environment? Yes, absolutely. Do I support the wholesale of just cutting off cows and chickens and, and you'll just eat what we say? you got to prove it to me. That's why I started off this with storable food because the food's good. <laughs> That's why I started this off. All right, there's something else I want to mention I talked about earlier today, and you really need to hear this. There are clear indications that I have not been fear-mongering, as I've been accused of being. There's a draft coming. I told you, they. Re- I didn't tell you, but I told in another report, 800 people are now being transferred into recruiting. When you go into time of war, it's no longer recruiting. It's draft maintenance. It's draft administration, and they're being trained at a place where they train the draft administrators, and it's in Tennessee. No, it's in Kentucky. That's one, but there's something else here, and let's see if I have it in my notes. Um, I may have to go from memory, or do I have it right here? Oh, I have it right here. Oh, good, Dave. Sometimes, you know, like I said, I can have ADHD when it comes to note-taking. All right, there's a lady named Michelle Schomber, and she's the head of the group for the military where they take a lot of the dead bodies that have been mangled and commented. It's our brothers and sisters that are in coffins, and they want to make them presentable for funerals. 
and they're limited in how much they can do because if you have huge amount of casualties, you know, like in World War II, um, you can't do it that much. But they try to. And her organization is called the CAC. And um, they're training people now. They pulled people out of the enlistment ranks to train to work in mortuaries and morgues. That's in this email. My broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, um, has connections. He got the email and he read it on the air in a show that will air tomorrow. Yes, it'll air tomorrow on our radio networks. And here's the two purposes for her organization. Deaths from combat and a mass casualty event. Let's connect that to what Christopher Ray said. He testified before Congress. He gave him a list of cities. These are high priority targets for terrorists. This is what our intel tells us. And you know, I've been very critical of releasing that list. If that's true information, and I don't know that it is, but if it's true information, you just help the intelligence of the terrorists. As I said earlier today, if Tucson's on the list, but Albuquerque isn't, well, let's scratch our plans for Tucson. Let's go to Albuquerque where we'll meet less resistance, right? It's crazy. But let's tie this into heightened terrorist watch, and they admit it's from people crossing the border. That was words out of Christopher Ray's mouth to Congress. Crossing the border. Hmm. Okay, we, let's not go backwards for the sake of argument right now. Let's just move forwards. But the terrorists are here, according to the FBI, and we need to take special precaution and have heightened surveillance and quick reaction teams and blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. I get that. Mass casualty event. What could that be? Dirty bomb, bioweapon, God forbid, a nuclear detonation. I would freeze the economy of this country. Just one. It's a problem, isn't it? It's a big problem. And so let's connect it all together. Christopher Ray says we got terrorists that we can't stop. But we've got heightened surveillance. We've got people recruiting for military morgues for the purposes of mass casualty events and combat. We've got Hezbollah threatening to move into Israel and create a second front. And we've said, we've pledged that we will defend that. Do you start to see how all this stuff comes together? It truly does. And I will tell you this, this has got to be the worst damn planning I've ever seen. If you think you're going to war, should you increase or decrease your food production? Increase. And where should the bulk of it go? to the soldiers. But what they're doing is trying to decrease while trying to fight a war. Oh, but wait a minute. It's just like the oil. We bleed down our strategic reserves. And I asked Doug this question this morning, former combat Marine, military contractor, DHS supervisor. And I asked him, I said, Doug, with your experience, how long can we fight a, fight a multi-front war with the oil situation the way it is in this country? He goes, not very damn long. Do you think we're being set up for failure? I do. And I think what I'm talking about here, that you're not going to have dairy, you're not going to have meat, 
You're going to eat what they manufacture. I think this is all part of the transition. I think it's all part of the transition. And then I'll go to a third leg on this. The UN was given the uh, codes for the Internet by Obama. They were changed under Trump. A lot of people don't know this. And then Biden gave them the new codes. Biden wants to initiate total control over the Internet. Now, hold on, hold on. Before you say, what were they going to do? You don't have to guess what they're going to do. What did they do with social media during the lockdowns? They paid for stories to be covered or not covered. They threatened that stories were covered or not covered. Am I right or wrong? Doesn't that tell you what they're going to do? You might not be hearing my words for much longer or anybody else. Just the approved news items. I guarantee they'll license. um, (laughs) They're going to license journalists. I'm sure that's coming. Now, the head of the FCC, a Biden appointee, she came out yesterday and said, our agency does not agree with President Biden in total control of the Internet. It puts too much power in the hands of a few. Let me sum up where we're going so far with what I've said. We're going to have a draft that's involuntary servitude. Gee, I wonder if these people's relatives and descendants will be arguing for reparations. Because a draft is slavery. Make no mistake about it. Don't tell me it's a civic duty. Since when is it a civic duty to go fight someone else's war? When they show up at our shore, see, even though you can argue about the contrived nature of Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor was U.S. territory and it was attacked. There was justification. So they want to control you. They want to control your young adult children. They want to. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Put them in the military. And if you go to um, Executive Order 13603, and I've shown this before on YouTube a couple of times, Sections 501 and 502, don't just talk about a military draft. You have a civilian labor camp draft. Yeah, run by the Department of Labor. And they can take you at any age, and they can put you anywhere. And it says in paragraph 502, it says, employ people of outstanding talent without compensation. And that's a quote. That's a quote. That's the introduction of slave labor. And it's on the books as an executive order. Now, personally, I don't think any executive order should ever be followed except for people in the executive department, because that's what it was made for. It wasn't made to bypass Congress to make laws they would never pass, like shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. But nonetheless, this is the law of the land. They can do this if they want to. Oh, and then you don't own any private property under 13603. Any food, any seed, any farm machinery... Anything, you could have a hammer and a sickle. Oh, how appropriate. But any of these things tied to the farm, 
is the property of the government. They can come into your house and seize any food. How many have you heard me say, if you buy the storable food, you better learn how to hide it and remember where you put it? You've heard me say that. This is what I'm referring to. You may want to look it up. Executive Order 13603. I've shown it, done broadcasts on it. I've taken people to the paragraph. I've said, here's what it is. What do you think this means? It's pretty clear. Without compensation, slave labor. So military draft, civilian labor camps. Because they even indicate they can send you wherever they want. Husband goes here. Wife goes there. What happens to the kids? Oh, I don't even want to go there. Do you? I didn't think of that when this passed in 2011 under Obama, when he did this. And this is an Obama creation. What do you guys think? Are you beginning to connect the dots? They want to control what you eat. They're creating market conditions where we're having a real estate collapse. They want to control where you live. They want to control what you can say, how you can spend any money that you have left. They want to control everything about you. This is a total police state control grid. Oh, and there's more I could come in and I could talk about here. But guys, this is the stuff you can prove. Who knows what they're talking about behind closed doors? Do you know when the um, Nazis came up with a final solution? We know this now from Nuremberg testimony and from documents that were released, we know that the final solution was planned in secret. Now, I can't say they're going to have a final solution for any part of humanity today. I don't know that. But what I can tell you is I am mindful of this possibility because of these other things I'm seeing. What gives these people the right to tell you where you have to live? That you're limited to a 15-minute travel that you have to use their currency and you can only spend it on what they say you can spend it on. What gives them the right to do that? And if only America understood what some of us understand. Now we're waking up and this is, you notice they picked up the pace. The globalists are picking up the pace because they know People aren't going to go much longer. I will say this about the draft. I said it this morning, and I'll reiterate it. Gen Z is on social media with the initials FJB. I can't say the F word. Use your imagination. JB is Joe Biden. These liberal, democratic, Marxist kids, they aren't all that way, but a number of them are. They loved Biden and hate bad man orange. And now they realize, crap. There's consequences for my stupidity. And they're rebelling. And I got to tell you, I haven't talked to a parent who has a young adult child. I haven't talked to young people who are willingly going to go to the draft. Have you? I can't find anybody that thinks this is a good idea. Oh, yeah, the state has the right to tell you to do this. What, to go fight in other people's wars so your kids come home in body bags? And they can go for the disposition to Michelle Schomber, who works at the CAC for the military? I don't think so. I don't think so. I never could have conceived 
when I got involved in this business and I knew there were things wrong in government and McCain's mafia was trying to steal my property and that of 300 of my neighbors, I never dreamed we would be in this place today. And the year when I decided I got to really start fighting back was about 2004. But I'll tell you, the last three years, Biden's presidency has awakened me to the evil that has been set loose on the planet. And this is one of the things I want to share, and you don't have to agree with my worldview on this. It's only my opinion. But I do believe there's evil and there's good. And I believe that evil is running the planet. This is not our planet. We're like aliens on the planet Earth. This is not our home. We really don't fit here because we can't fit into the lack of morality and lawful lack of lawful behavior that we see in the people running this planet. And I'm not home or comfortable with this. And, you know, the second coming of Jesus straightens all this out, but not until the threat of every living flesh on the planet will be gone. That the Bible says it very clearly. If Jesus did not return, there'd be nothing left alive. And it's up to us to hold the fort until Jesus comes back. It's not up to sit on the couch and go, oh, well, Jesus is coming. He'll do all the work. That's the wrong attitude to take. I've equipped you with stuff that you can go out and you can research and you can say, well, Dave's right on points one, two, and three. Four, ah, don't agree with Dave. That's okay. That's great. But at least you have a worldview from which to make decisions accurately. I mean, I'll tell you what I see a lot when I go out in public. I see people who watch too much darn CNN or MSNBC. I had a guy, and I love the guy dearly. He's a good friend. I love him to death. He's a great person. I would trust him with everything I own. But he told me he wants to support Nikki Haley for president. And if you got to know, Nikki Haley is the main stooge in politics for who? For the military industrial complex. This person also liked Tim Scott. I love Tim Scott. What a good man he is. But he could no more become president of the man on the moon because he doesn't have the national fundraising ability yet. And he's too much of an America first guy for McConnell um, and for um, the head of the RNC. Her name just jumped out of my head. She's a Romney. Um, But they would never support him. They'd pull funding. So good people watching too much regular TV. And that's the problem. Anyway, um, I'll use this example once again. If the answer in your mind is passivity and turn the other cheek doesn't mean you turn when you get hit. It means you're turning your other cheek that you're sitting on when you're sitting on the couch. We have a lot of people turning their cheeks that way. And we we need to do what Jesus did. What did he do when he went into the temple? He kicked ass. Did he not? It's biblical. It's biblical. Anyway, if you have any questions here, I'll take them real quick. Um, I love the name here, ready to go home. People are blind and compliant. 
Bingo. Let me back up a little bit here. There will be a great increase in knowledge. Yeah, the Bible indicates in the end days, the sins of the leaders will be exposed. Well, do you not think we've seen that? You know, I talk a lot to my a lot, of, a lot of my colleagues about this. If you go back, say, 10, 12 years ago, I had to really work to develop stories. I made an announcement today that starting tomorrow, as news breaks, but I can't make it one of my five stories for the day because I've already committed, um, I'm going to do one-minute shorts on news items as they break that don't cross the threshold and becoming extremely major. There's just so much, and it just jumps in your lap. It's like I don't even have to even work for it now. It just arrives. And it's interesting. I mean, I remember I was so proud when I first got my first real good source, X Spec Ops General, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, man, I've got it made. And now, and it's still, he's still a great source, but I probably have 25, 30, 35, 40 people that have expertise in fields that don't like what's going on. So they want the word to get out and they come to people like me. We don't have to work. Evil is omnipresent today. It's everywhere. They are after your children. They're after your food. They're after your property. They're after your words. They're after your thinking. And finally, I'll conclude with this. The Pope said a few years ago that he wanted to combine Christianity with Islam. Someone wants to have Islam as a religion, fine. Someone wants to have Christianity, I believe that's your inherent right to make that decision. You're free. God bestowed free will upon us. But not for one second would I ever humble myself between a combination of these faiths. The Pope even had a word for it. Do you remember the word? Chrislam. For those of you that are Christians... Your religion is under attack. And we see it already happening. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And here's the depressing thing. I don't even think we've hit the tribulation yet. I think we could be approaching it, but there hasn't been some of the clear signs that we're supposed to see, and we haven't seen them yet. So... It's a real problem. Anyway, I wanted to come on here and give you a lot to think about. Um, one thing I do, um, one, one of the things that I do want to speak about, though, here, too, with regard to your positions on things like the green movement and so forth, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's some things in there that I think are very valuable. But then I pointed out today with the diabetes situation and some of the unfounded unresearched comments I saw. No, no. The things they mentioned dietary for a reason to eat what they're going to produce for you. And how do we know what's going to be produced for us is going to be healthier than what we're already eating? I haven't seen any comparison studies. I'm sorry to come at you like an academic, but this is how I'm trained. This is how my mind thinks. I don't believe you until you prove it. Now, with my wife, we have a trust. When I feel God's telling me something, I don't question it. But with everybody else, you got to prove what you tell me is true before I'm going to change anything. And I think that we need to be asking questions 
cannot be dictated to by arms of the UN that think they have the right to control our life. Who elected these people? Did we put them in a position of power to dictate to us? Well, anyway, I do appreciate you being here. I got to run. Believe it or not, I've got to go do another interview. (laughs) It never ends. Anyway, God bless all of you. Thank you for being such a great audience. You truly are. I appreciate you guys each and every day. And I think I've given you a lot to think about tonight. We'll see you back here next time. God bless. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.